Hallelujah tonight. Praise God. Um, I want to start a little tonight as we build up um, from the Bible, the written word of God. Um, I've had some, some time today pondering and meditating over a few issues as relates to our, our work, our faith work. And um, our, our understanding of all that Jesus has done. But let me start by saying that the Bible is a simple book that God gave us to reveal himself to us. And thank God that this revelation is not given to anybody specifically. It's, it's, not, it's not secluded to a particular people. Um, that was one of the, the problems of the, of the Reformation. The, the, before the Reformation, um, a certain people in the church were the custodians of the truth. Nobody understood the word except whatever they say the word says. You know, also today in our day, we have people like that nowadays that also arrogate to themselves the, the custody of the uh, revelation of God. Now, you go to the point of saying they are, they are the revealers of the deep mysteries of God, um, entering the, the supernatural realm, the prophetic realm, the, the anointing realm. But they use those big, fanciful, empty words just to sway and make, make themselves important. But you need to know that the scriptures be given to you to understand, amen tonight. Um, the Bible is written, God, God, God could, not, could not have uh, intended to, to, to give the Bible as his revelation and at the same time make it ambiguous. No, he won't. He wants to understand it. And so uh, he reveals himself to us um, but one thing I have found, found that, that we can never understand and rightly interpret the Bible until we first understand God, understand Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You will struggle to understand and rightly interpret scripture unless you understand God, you understand Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, um, let me first say this tonight, that uh, the understanding of who Jesus is as the revealed son or the revealed person of God. Now, of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit is only the son that actually came on the earth. It's only the son that we beheld his glory. We didn't behold the glory of the Spirit. We didn't behold the glory of the Father but we beheld the glory of the Father and the Spirit in who? In the Son. So this total sum revelation of the Father and the Spirit was revealed to us in the person of Jesus. So Jesus came to reveal to us the Father and the Son. Amen tonight. And so the whole story of the Bible is, is, is a revelation of the Godhead. 
who God is, what his purpose for man is, and what he wants us to be right now. So, amen. so you see, the Bible is simple, yet can be complex unless we understand the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. But you see, the Father and the Son, so the Father and the Spirit actually reveal themselves in the person of Jesus. No one just said, they were asking him, says, if you have seen me, you have, you have both seen the Father and the Spirit. Amen tonight. And so there can be no proper understanding of the Bible until. So one of the primary assignments of the Christian is not to seek anything supernatural until you have first and foremost understood Jesus. And when I say Jesus, I mean understanding who he is. Amen tonight. Who is Jesus? If you understand who Jesus is, then your, 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 your work with him, your understanding of the world and the world system and, and, and as, as relates to you right now begins to, to have a different meaning. Who is Jesus? Now, maybe tonight I'm going to let you know a few things here in the Bible. Um, um, you find in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 12, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through, through 3, begins to tell us who Jesus is. From these true scriptures, we find that the Bible calls him the image of God. So Jesus, folks, tonight is the, is the very image of God. Now, if you look into a mirror, you see yourself. It's okay? And, and really, it's not yourself, but yeah, it's your image, but you know it's you. That's what Jesus is. You see, when you look at Jesus, you are seeing God, all right? When you look at the Father, you are seeing, you, you know that someone is there. And then, and then Jesus is the express image of the person of God. He's called the Son of God. He's a Messiah, he's a Savior, he's our shepherd, he's, he, he's a creator, that's who he is. But you see, you don't stop for, uh, at who Jesus is, you go to what he has done. Amen tonight. Who is Jesus? He's God. Why did he come on earth? He came to do something. What did he come to do? He came actually to undo something, to reveal something. Hallelujah. Now, before Jesus came, some things were already in place. But when he came, he came to undo it. Now, sometimes if we don't understand that, we will think the things he has undone as are still subsisting. Amen tonight. You see, he, he came to undo something, he came for a purpose. And, 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 and the purpose for which he came is important for you to know that you might understand how to lead and live your life. For if you don't understand why he came, you cannot, we cannot appropriate the benefits of his coming. So we know who he is and then what he, he came to do. Hallelujah tonight. He came to undo something that was already existing in the world that was against the original plan of the Father. You see, in John 10, verse 10, the Bible says, For the thief cometh, but for to kill, to steal, and work, and destroy. Jesus says, so, say, But I am come that you might have work, life, and have life in work in abundance. Now, sometimes when we, when we read these scriptures, we don't really understand the import. And that's why sometimes we get caught in the quagmire of of, of the teachings that bring us again into bondage. Who is Jesus? 
What did he come to do? You see, we are not, and we are no, 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 we are not at the mercy of evil spirits anymore. We are not at the mercy of 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 you know of of of, of wasters. You know when when men use those those high words, it brings men to the point of fear. You know Psalm ninety one verse from 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 verse one downwards. You know it's a very popular psalm. Uh, it talks about so many things. You know um, and the Lord shall keep us from the wasters um, uh, that, that noonday from the arrows and the pestilence. And you know I love that. But guess what it says. The Lord shall keep us. We are not at the mercy, but sometimes we are made in preaching to believe as though we are yet at the mercy of the wasters, of the foulers, and also no, we are no more. That's why Jesus came. He came that he might destroy the works of the enemy. We are, we are no more at the mercy of demons of bad luck. Because we have been redeemed by the blood. Jesus came to put an end to the activity of Satan in the life of all those that he superintends over. All those that he loves over. All that are called according to his will. Those who are called. He came to stop the influence of the devil in their lives. Hallelujah. And if any man be in Christ, is a word, is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are now new for you in Christ. Glory to God tonight. Colossians 1, 12 says, Now giving thanks to the Father always for all things, who has made us, or rather, who has qualified us, made us meet to, 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 to the Lord, partake us of the inheritance of the saints in life. Right now, the saints are, are inheritors of the life. Amen. Have words removed us from the kingdom of darkness. Have translated us into what? The kingdom of his dear son in the light. So we are no more under the influence of the demons of bad luck or evil spell or spirits of almost there and never getting there. The spirit of failure at the brink of breakthrough. All those are words that are not Christ-like. They are not words to be used for people in Christ. There is no demon following you that is stopping you from almost getting there and not getting there. It's because you are ignorant of what you're supposed to do. The spirit of failure at the brink of breakthrough. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds familiar. It sounds, it sounds like what is wrong with you? You see that? It sounds like no, that is no spirit. Now, if you put that in the line of what Jesus came to do, that word, that phrase, that expression should not find its way in the lexicon of the saints, should not find its way in the lexicon of the believer. Hallelujah. For we are now in Christ, and Christ in God, and all that Christ has now is worse, is ours. Glory to God. For the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy, but I am come that they may have life and have life in abundance. You know, sometimes some folks come to reveal some mysteries, you know, some, some supernatural, uh, um, um, the, 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 the supernatural realm, realm. What is the realm? Everything outside God's world has no realms. Understanding Christ. Is the beginning of your ability to understand and rightly interpret scriptures. 
You know, sometimes we fall into the hands of praise. And I say praise, P-R-E-Y-S, because we are not knowledgeable of who we are right now in Christ. And I want you to know that you are not at the mercy of your dreams. You are not at the mercy of someone's word. For your life is now hid in Christ and Christ in God. For in him now you live and move and have your being. Apart from Christ being our savior, right now actually he's also your pastor, he's our chief shepherd, he's our priest and intercessor, he's our protector and our provider, he's our guide and help, he's our teacher, he's our prophet. Aren't you glad that you are a child of God? Do you as a father or a mother or, or somebody leave your child to the mercy of, 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 of bad, bad for society? No, you protect them. If you can think of protecting your, your, your own, how much more God that, that made all things. If God has credit to protect you, then folks, you are actually protected. So what do you learn to do in Christ? You learn, you, you, you learn to grow in him and learn about him more. You know what, tonight I want us to learn a little more about Jesus. You see, the reason we have so much time for, you know, to concentrate on the activity of what Satan is doing because we don't focus on more, more on who Jesus truly is. The, the Satan and his demons pale when we focus on him. The influence and the activities of demon spirits pale when we, when we pay our attention on who Jesus is. So study to show yourselves approved unto God, right man or right woman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. First John 4, 4 says, for ye of God, little children. Someone say amen tonight. You have God, little children, and you have overcome him. First John 5, 4, say, for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world and all his principles and all his doctrine and all his vibes. Who is Jesus? What has he come to do? Where are you now in him? It's important for you to rightly understand the Bible and your place in Christ. Tonight, I want to push a little further into what Jesus wants you to pay attention to and, and grow in our teaching. In Hebrews chapter number 12, talk with you tonight. Hebrews 12. In Hebrews 12. 
Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 12. I want us to read verses 1 and 2, or rather 1 through 3. And I want to try and say a few things to you tonight as you make progress in Christ. You know, the writer of Hebrews was writing to, to believers who are who have been saved and redeemed by the blood, called out onto a separate life, called out onto the protection of Jesus, the, 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 the covering of grace, the covering of the blood. Hallelujah tonight. Those whom the mark of Jesus is on. Praise God. And, and, and he wrote to them to, to, to show them the, the, the mind of God, the mind of Jesus for them, um, having become saints. Before we became saints, we were dead, we were, we, were, we were unaccepted, but now that we are saints, we've been alive in God, and God has called us and given us um, certain, certain tasks, and, 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 and he has certain expectations for us. Leave the protection of our souls, of our lives unto him, our provision unto him, our health unto him. He will take care of us for the things he expects of us to do happen become exempt. And so right of Hebrews wrote in Hebrews 12 from verse 1, I read tonight, Wherefore, seeing we also are comparised about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, the race that is set before us. Who set the race before us? The Father. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure you, you and I know here that this race is not career race. You know, this race is not marriage race. You should know that by now. This race is not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a financial uh, um, uh, investment race. This race is not a prophetic race. This race is not breakthrough race. Let us run with patience the race. What race? The race of completing the world that God has begun in you in redemption. The race that the grace of God has helped you to accomplish. Let us run with, 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 with patience the race that is set before us. How do we run this race? It says what? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank God, it's not only the author, it's also the word, the finisher. But for him to finish, we must be looking unto him. Hallelujah. Jesus don't start what he cannot accomplish. He can't start what he don't do. He says in John 6, he says, everyone that you're giving me, I've lost none except the one given to, to be lost. So in the author and the finisher. So there's a race we are running that God wants us to be conscious of. And any 
anything that will distract you from this actually is 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 is, is, is ungodly. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such tradition of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your heart. Verse 4 Ye have not yet resisted unto blood. Striving against sin. And tonight I want to just help us by the Spirit of God to, to examine these, these quick points on how on how we can we can we can uh, um, 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 deal with sin. You see, sin is always there. We can't, we can't wish it away. It's, it's, it's there. It's, 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 it's in our members. You know, it's, 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 it's warring against the, the soul and, and our spirit. And these two, what says in, in, in Galatians 5, it says the, the two are contrary one to another. You see, but we are there even though we are born again. But the things that we can do by the help of the Spirit of God that will help us and strengthen us in our work with God. You know, I've heard this term medically. There's something they call prophylaxis and curative. Prophylaxis is preventive medicine in that sense. But curative is tackling it after it has come. But it's more cheaper and safer to prevent than to cure. Yeah, the blood of Jesus because of all things, but what you see, the sign of spiritual growth and maturity is your ability to nip it before it blossoms to become sin. For God tempts no one in Genesis, for everyone is tempted when he's done away in his own laws. And when loss has conceived, you know, it, 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 it brings forth sin. And when sin is matured, it brings forth death. So death doesn't come without sin. Sin doesn't come without loss. So how do we control? How do we prevent? And, 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 and this is the purpose of these teachings tonight as we grow in the things of God. And the first thing that, that, that I want to say there, the principles of, that will help us to lay aside sin, the first thing I want to say tonight quickly, please note it down as you make your work with God, is that you don't ever underestimate the implication and the seriousness of sin to God. Sin hurts God. Never forget that. You know, sometimes we're not taught as though God is now ours. We're not, we're not, we're not so exposed to to the to the to the the, the, the feelings of God. You know, the Bible says about, about the Holy Spirit, it says, grieve not the spirit. That means it is a person. You see, sin grieves God. Now, one of the ways by which you can we can we can we can lay aside these things, you know, you know, overcome these things is when we know that every time we see it grieves the heart of God. Oh, what a man will come 
consciously of his own accord wants to grieve the heart of God. Would you rather want to make the heart of God to, 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 to be happy toward you, you know? But you see, when we, when we indulge in sin, it grieves the heart of God. So don't ever underestimate the implication and the seriousness of sin to God. You know, sometimes also always remember that, that when sin comes, sometimes it it, 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 it it affects the ministry, it affects the family, it affects it, it affects your spouse. So so always put that in perspective that sin has consequence, especially to God. Amen tonight. You know, when when Jerusalem Israelites to Samuel, Samuel, we want a king to rule us like other nations. Samuel says, No, don't look for a king. Let the Lord lead you by himself, by his word, through the mouth of his prophet. Because the prophets are always pointing to, to God and revealing God's word and his will to the people. It's okay. And, and he said, no, he said, someone said, please, please, no, don't do like other nations. Don't follow their, their footsteps. They, they will, they will, it, it, it's, not, it's not right. If God wants that way for us, he have told us, God wants to reign over us. God wants us to have theocracy. He wants to be our ruler. He wants to be our king. In any case, actually, the king of kings and lord of lords. He wants to rule over you. What a blessing for God to be the king over a people. Says, blessed is a nation whose God, whose king is the Lord. Hallelujah. But they will give no heed to any of these. They said, no, we want a king like other nations. And Samuel cried and cried and told God, God says, well, tell them that the king you have will take your children as slaves, will make your sons to walk before him, will take what, what your produce is before you eat, the king must eat. He will eat 10 times. God gave all the principles that says, so be we wanted. Do you see how many is? God tells you, do not sin. He said, Lord, is that sin that says, I not do that I want to do because I see men doing it. God says, tell them that, that, that you, will, you, you will take your children as slaves. They will walk for him. In fact, they will run before his horses. They will walk before his chariots. He told them the implication of having of having kings over them and that, 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 that he himself being the ruler. But guess what? He says, no, we want to have king. Let us be slaves. Why? Because they've seen other nations. And the reason is because they actually don't know God. My assignment is to help you know God. Because if you know God and know who he has, who, what he has made of you in Christ Jesus, you will know your victory is sure in Christ Amen. You will know that you are protected. You will know that no demon can stop your breakthrough. You will know, oh, hallelujah tonight. You will know that there's something like the, the spirit of almost dead and never dead. That you will know those things are actually not true because of the understanding you have of God. No, no, it's Psalm 103 and verse 7. It's and the Lord made his ways, his word known to Moses, but his miracle is asked. The people only know the acts that are today in our world. Most folks in the church are attracted to the church because of miracles. 
The reason they seek God is not to know him. The reason they are pursuing God is for miracles and, and what they will eat and, 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 and how they will, they will fend for themselves is a means of survival. Most times today in our in our world, is connection, is for contract, is 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 how to be for the best of things. So 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 it's not it's not so when men don't and, and, and in such cases don't expect men to live like God. And the Lord made his ways known to Moses. That was why Moses led, led a, 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 a life full of fear of God and reverence to God. Why? Because he knew God. He wasn't pursuing God for things. He was giving God himself and his life. Amen tonight. And so he said, he said, give us kings. And, and notice what happened when someone went to God and said, God, God says, it is not you they have what rejected. It is me. Do you know that? But guess what? They thought that's what, what they're asking for is in their best interest. You know, you know, you know, let me not come to a point where we reject the word of God and pursue his acts. Sin grieves God. Now, every time you fall into that sin, never forget you have grieved the heart of God. Will he forgive you? Oh, yes, he will. But a good son, a good daughter will not continually grieve the heart of the father. All oh, that you bring joy to his earth, all oh, that you bring praise to him, all oh, that through you he's exalted and is well spoken of, all oh, through you his life shines, all oh, through you his love permeates, all oh, through the church, the glory of the Lord fills the earth like the waters cover the sea. Every time that, that, that pressure comes, just, just never forget that every time you indulge in it. You grieve the heart of God. Let me give you a second point tonight. One of the things that keep you from sin. So you can maintain your fellowship with the spirit of God. I want to give this one because I want tonight and then I'm going to stop. Never trade your fellowship with God or anything. You see, your fellowship with God actually is your strength. Your fellowship with God is your confidence. For with it, you will accomplish many things. Never trade that. Tell me tonight to force Samuel. Let me show you something in the Bible tonight. I'm going to show you two scriptures. I said tonight, never trade your fellowship with God for anything. First Samuel, because it's your confidence, your boldness, and your strength. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Uh, pardon me. It's Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Yeah. 
Second Samuel 22, and read verse 29 and 30. Let me read tonight. It says, For thou art my lamp, O Lord. The Lord then is in capital, and he's Jehovah. Love that. Now, now the Jews know Jehovah as Yahweh. Is is God the Father? The the Almighty is your lamp. Say, for thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, by my God, uh, by my God have I leaped over a wall. You see now that it's by God that we run through truth, by God we leap over wall, by God we are sustained, by God our darkness is turned to light. So never trade that fellowship with God. God, that, that communion with God for anything. Why? Because sin breaks that flow. The reason you indulge in those sins easily because you don't understand the break of communion, the break of fellowship, the break of the flow of God because it's your strength. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's all that keeps you. It's, it's, it's what makes you survive the onslaught of the earth when, when that fellowship is broken. You know, in, in Genesis chapter number three, we see God coming and calling on Adam and his wife. Never lose, never let sin become habitual in your life. It breaks the flow. And God came in in the evening and said, I said, Adam, Adam, where are thou? And, 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 and they were hiding. And this was people that were, that were bold toward God. But the boldness went away. The boldness took a flight. The confidence could not stand anymore when the Lord came and appeared. And then that sought the face of God always ran from his very presence. We ought to run toward him, but guess what? Sin, sin of his own accord takes us away from him. Say, for the arm of the Lord is not short that he will save. But your sin is, is what causes the separation. Sin brings separation. No matter how long, even if it's for 10 seconds, it is not the best of places to be. So how do we overcome? How do we put these things in place by, by, by knowing that, that, that sin actually separates us from God? And when, when we know about this, what then do we do? Second point tonight, resist, always resist the false risings of the flesh. 
and his pleasure. Don't try to stop the process at the end. But at the beginning, stop it at the point of conception, not at the point of delivery. You know, when he came and told Eve, has God really said, if she has stopped him, she won't progress or he won't progress. So he has only said so. If she have walked away, it won't progress. So, oh, no, it will make you wise. If she has walked away, it will progress. To her considering, to her taking, to her eating, and giving her husband to eat. Sin will lose its power when the seed is not sown. Always learn to resist the first risings of the flesh and its pleasure. Don't try to stop the process at delivery. Stop it at the place of conception. I give it an instant. Joseph, Joseph got to Egypt by the word of the Lord. Even though he came as a slave, sold by wickedness, sold by, 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 by wicked brothers, and the lie even afterwards to their father. So the evil in their heart was so manifest in every area and was sold to Egypt. For some days, it was in the market square as a product, as a good to be purchased. And then finally, someone purchased him by name Potiphar, one of the guards of Pharaoh. And Potiphar took him home, a young teenage boy. And for no reason of his own, he was doing his household chores as 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 was given to him. And Bible says the wife of Potiphar began to 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 look at him, and over and over, day in day out, night and day, we don't know how long that transpired. She kept pestering him and noticed there was no one in the house that Joseph would report to because Potiphar has made him the head of the household slaves. And most times himself is not always at home. So it was Joseph and, and, and Potiphar's wife. And guess what? Joseph could have done don't do what she wanted, and, and, and no one will have noticed. But do you know, child of God, that in the midst of that, God is seeing you. God is, is actually with you, not just seeing you, is actually in you. And 
And, 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 and one, one, one of the days when he went to the chambers to clean the bedroom, she held, uh, she held him by the coat and says, you must lie with me now. And I know with so much promise of, of protection, of, of affection and, 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 and pampering. No, you know, well, if, if he had done that, she uh, promised him some things. Yes, sin can promise something pleasurable. But the end of it is death and destruction. The end of it is agony. The end of it is shame. The end of it is, 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 is disgrace. The end of it is, you know, you know, you know, you, you, you feel bad about yourself. But God wants us to transcend this as we walk with him. God wants us to, 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 to outgrow the flesh, you see, daily making progress in him. You see, I'm, I'm, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph ran away from Potiphar's wife. And actually, he left his clothes with her. He didn't stand there thinking, uh, you know, you know, what do I do? Um, no, no, he, he didn't think he took to his heel. He fled, he ran away as fast as his legs could carry him. But one thing here he said, he said, I cannot do this great evil and sin against God. Every time it repeats itself, you know, listen against man, against yourself and your body, you're sinning against God. Joseph ran just like he ran. I want also to run. From sin. Always learn to resist the first rising. James chapter 1, verse 13. James 1, from verse 13. Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own loss. And is enticed. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own loss and is enticed. Then, when loss has conceived, that means when you allow loss to 
to take them to grow and take the next step when you don't you, you don't resist it as it's first rising. It brings get forward sin. So every time sin comes, it is not it's not it's not an event. It's actually a process. So stop the process from becoming sin. So don't look at the sin, but look at what the process and, and, and ask the Lord to help you stand and resist the process. You see, sometimes you know those places yourself. You know how they begin to come. When those risings begins to rise up, you, 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 but by the help of God and, 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 and in deep prayer with the spirit, Resist the rising. When loss is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin when it is what finished, when it's complete. So when the cycle is fully completed, you see, if the cycle is not complete, nothing will happen. So learn to truncate that cycle. You know, for someone who has a young man who is not married and has a girlfriend or a fiance, you know, every time you commit that act of ungodliness registered before God, is when two of you are always alone. And you are not always alone until you buy car home. Is that okay? Just come for a visit and, and just just let's let let's let's not discuss. Just just come and all right. Now, now all those things you know they are the process that you do regularly. Now, this is a process, something will lead to something that you know, no, but you see, whatever that process is. If you can learn to control and stop it and, and, and nip it in the bird, it will not it will not go through a cycle. Sin will not be produced. God wants you to be strengthened to the point where you live right. You know your cycle. Oh, you know your own personal process. You know how it builds up. Can you resist its force rising? Call for help if you need it. Oh, the Lord will help you and strengthen you because He wants you to live for His glory and experience. Then when loss has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin when it's finished, it brings forth word, death. See, the death here is not separation from him in eternity, but something in you dies every time sin has its full cycle. This death is not total separation from God in eternity. For the blood of Jesus truly cleanses from all sin will commit our sins. But every time you sin, something in you dies. 
Haven't closed tonight. We're called unto righteousness. The flesh is in enmity with God. The flesh is, is always longing for evil. When you keep good and evil together, the body will choose evil. But the more you learn to mortify the flesh by one, resisting the force rising, and two, not underestimating the implication and the seriousness of sin to God, you begin to overcome the passion, longing for sin. The nature of God in you the nature of righteousness, the nature of the old man, the nature of sin. But the power of the Spirit of God in you enables you to choose life because now you've been regenerated. You have the capacity to yield more to life than to death. Don't say you can't. Oh, you can as you look on Jesus continually. But Joseph said, I cannot do this great evil and sin against God. Though he was in a land of slavery, but his God never left him. Though he was alone without anyone, but his God was always in his eyes. Yeah, though no one was there, though, though everybody accepted as, as good as normal, but his God was with him. He chose to please God rather than please men. For he that chooses to please God rather than men will live in righteousness, live in holiness as God is. For God has called us by his spirit not into the world again, but into the kingdom of his son. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us as we lay aside every sin that easily entangles us. Let's pray tonight. I want to ask the Lord for strength I should go on this work. I want to ask the Lord to give you grace that you may reflect Him in your heart tonight, that particular area, a particular area of struggle, that particular area of challenge. Some of us is, you know, is talking, you know, 
been 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 over over overbearing to some of us. You know, you you just know that area of of your challenge. As the Lord to strengthen you, and as the Lord to help you to to stop it in its rising. Trust the Lord that the circle again will not complete itself. Because you live ever for him. In the name of Jesus Christ. Give God thanks for strength. Because he will enable you to fulfill his commands. He will strengthen you to run through this troop and leap over this very wall. will help you make progress in your work of faith. I may live a life well pleasing unto him. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Our Father, we thank you. Thank you for the spirit of your word. Thank you because we come tonight humbly and position ourselves in the place wherein you can help us to overcome, like your word says, those things that entangles us so that we can run with patience the race you set before us. Lord, help us to overcome the, the sin surrounding us that we might see the call you have for us clearly. But help us to lay aside the sins that entangle us, that that light of yours might show forth. Let pride not hinder us, God, from fulfilling your call. Let greed, let, 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 let anger and malice, let, 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 let sexual sins, oh God, not hinder us, from seeing and entering that realm that you have for us. But that we humble our hearts and ask for your strength. Help us know, Lord, that sin grieves you. And help us know, Lord, that we can overcome it as we look unto you. Thank you for strength. Thank you because we have joy in you continually as a children. Trusting you and going with you daily. Overcoming by the spirit sword and by the word. We live joyfully unto you. Thank you because our homes are blessed. Our children are blessed. Our endeavors are blessed. Because we serve you, O oh God, the blessed God. Thank you, Father. We're preaching our thanksgiving. Jesus' precious name of prayer. Someone said with me, Amen. God bless you all tonight.